Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning, I'm Karen. We'll start off with show notes today. We've got our 2019 dates available. They are April 26th, August 23rd, and December 13th. We have a second podcast show called Sips of Sanity, available on the website by sarlo.com. That is a short 10-minute show. There are five of them that run the first week of every month, and we always pick a topic that's congruent through all five shows for you. And last but not least, we have gift certificates and personal sessions available. You can purchase them over the website, bysarlo.com, by requesting an appointment or a certificate, or you can give us a call directly. Both of our numbers are found on the website, bysarlo.com. I have a heartwarming story for today's show. On the first Friday morning of each month, I travel up to a home in North Bay where I see a client who is bedridden, has cerebral palsy, can't move, can't speak. Jesus, very, like he's very, very limited. And because of all of that, we record his sessions. I meet his massage therapist there on a regular basis now during the same period of time. So the three of us have really created an absolutely, I think, incredible relationship because in part, it's based on telepathy. It's based on the fact that I have to be able to read Martin's thoughts or hear them. And also to use mirror touch synesthesia every single time I'm with him in a magnificently huge way because I pick up and feel all of the things that are happening in his body to be able to give the messages to the voice recording which his mom is going to listen to later and to Danica to the massage therapist who's going to be able to listen to where Martin is hurting that particular day because of rods in his back because of the way that his body now is limited in movement and where the muscles are stuck in certain positions and can't move so each morning Martin pops into my house telepathically and gives me messages usually before I go up there. But on this particular morning, Kelly, he did not. I didn't see him in the kitchen at all. So I just got into the car and drove up to his home really early that morning. I remember leaving here about 25 minutes early to head up to his house. And while driving up this gorgeous windy road full of trees and creeks and everything, it was beautiful. Phone rang. And I don't answer the phone. I don't have Bluetooth in the car. But I heard really clearly in my head, answer the phone. So I pulled over in front of the cemetery. I turned the car off and I answered the phone. And it was Danica. And she said to me, I'm in a crisis. And I said, okay, what can I do for you? And or how can I help in any way? And she said, um, just give a message to Martin and Leonie that I'm not going to make it today at all. I don't think I can get up there. So she went on to say to me that on her way downstairs that morning to leave the house to get into the car to come and see Martin, she came down her landing and on the floor in front of her are her two dogs, Luna and Marley. Gorgeous little black dog and a little white and black one, brother and sister. And right around them is a bottle of acetaphetamine ripped to pieces and the pills scattered all over the floor. So Danica had picked up the phone immediately and called the vet to find out what she should do. 
When the vet was told about the acetaphenamine all over the floor, she was told to bring the two dogs in immediately and that they didn't know if the dogs had swallowed a pill or many of the pills and could Danica tell from looking at them? And she said, no, she didn't know the quantity that had been in the bottle. So she couldn't validate that. So the vet said, bring the dogs up right away. We're going to have to empty their stomachs. So I just listened to Danica and the panic in her voice, her concern for Marley and Luna, and the fact that she had to go flying out the door and bring the dogs to the vet. I heard in my head a voice very clearly say they did not take any of the pills. They did not swallow any of the acetaphetamine. And I said to Danica on the phone, do you mind if I give you a channeled message? And she said, yeah, go ahead, hurry. I got to go, hurry. So I just relayed that message to her that they hadn't taken any. And she said very explicitly, did Luna take any? And I asked the spirit world if Luna had taken any, and I heard no. And then she said, and I want to know if Marley has taken any. And so I asked again, and I heard no, Marley had not taken any. So I gave her those three messages and she said, thank you. And I said, good luck at the vet's office, sending you love. And could you please let me know later once everything has settled and things are good in your life again for the three of you, if the information given is accurate? And she said, absolutely hung up. And I turned the car back on got back on the road and went to Martin's place. And Danica did what she needed to do that morning with Luna and Marley. So I approached Martin's place and went in and gave the message that she wouldn't be able to participate in the morning's activities for Martin to help him. And his mom, as usual, is off at work. And the other workers are there. So they just instructed me to go straight into a sunroom, which is very unusual I've only been in that once with Martin. I'm usually in the bedroom with him on his specific bed. And they said, no, this morning we're going to put him in the wheelchair and we're going to bring him in to you. So I went and I waited. I sat in the sunroom. And a little while later, the two workers brought Martin into the sunroom. And we just carried on with our, our morning, which consisted of, Kel, Martin telling me how he wanted his wheelchair adjusted. And the fact that he really liked his chair, he liked the positioning of the foam around his neck, he really liked his boots that he wears on his feet, and that in particular, he really liked the way that the gentleman worker, his, his home care worker, had taken time that morning to make sure that he didn't rush because I was there waiting, that he still took care to make sure that not only was Martin dressed properly, but that he was positioned in his chair properly for comfort and that he really appreciated that. So I just remembered thinking I need to say that on the voice recorder so that his mom could hear that his worker is taking such good care of him and not rushing through things. So we proceeded through the morning and Martin gave messages to his mom about a variety of things that day. And we sat in that beautiful sunroom together where he gives me messages, I relay it to the voice recorder, and I do energy healing on him for the hour. About half an hour into the session, I think it was, Martin put his head back slightly and burst into a huge smile. And I said to him, what are you up to? 
out loud. And he, his smile got a little bit bigger. And then my phone went off beside me as like a text message had arrived. And normally I don't ever answer a cell phone or text messages during anyone's sessions. But he wanted me to answer this. So I just flipped the phone over and there was a message from Danica saying, I've been to the vet. Um, the veterinarian found no pills, no acetaminophen in either of the dogs. Just like that. And as soon as I read that silently, I didn't read it out loud to Martin because I don't think at this point he knows anything that's going on. And as soon as I read it in my head, just as I'm reading those words, Martin is laughing uncontrollably, just giggling like crazy. And I'm just looking at him thinking, how come he's laughing as I'm reading these messages? What's going on? So I ask him telepathically, what's going on? Why are you laughing at all of this? And he says to me, I'm the one that gave you all those messages. When he said that, Kelly, my heart just burst. I just felt so happy and so delighted with what Martin did. And he's beaming from ear to ear and there is no letting up in any way, shape or form, how proud he is of himself and how delighted he is that he's right. That he's right that Luna and Marley didn't take any of the pills, that he knew all of this, that he's sitting in his home miles away from Danica and the dogs, and that he has managed to give me the message in the car to give to Danica, somebody he cares about somebody who has helped him weekly for years. So here it is that Martin has a chance to do something for somebody else who's going to be open to it. And that he's going to have an opportunity to be able to give me that message so that she understands that it's him. And I think that that's just phenomenal. I think it's heartwarming. I think it's so many beautiful things about love and empathy, where he's connecting to Danica, he's feeling her anxiety. He knows what Marley and Luna are going to have to go through that morning. While they've chewed open the bottle, but not taken any pills, that they've really gotten themselves into some trouble, right? So then Martin tells me that he wants me to call Danica and tell her that telepathically again. So I picked up the phone. And I called Danica immediately when he asked me to, to give her the message that he was the one that had said all of those things to me and that I had just simply relayed messages again. And now she's very familiar with all of this procedure. This has been many years of her witnessing this every single Friday for an hour. So it's nothing new to her. Danica doesn't sit there and have to filter. She doesn't have to decide if she's going to choose to believe Martin or not. Danica has had enough moments with Martin to completely trust him. So this is easy. This is one of those moments, Kelly, where it's so easy to share and to be who I am. And also because of all of this, for Martin to be completely confident that he can be who he is. And that these two humans with him are not going to block any of his messages. 
they're not going to block his ability to communicate in a way that he has figured out successfully to do it, in spite of the fact that he can't do it like most humans. So I picked up the phone and called her and I gave her the message. I said, Danica, Martin wants you to know that it's him that gave you these messages for Luna and Marley today. And there was a pause there, I think, where Danica just took in the gratitude, the acknowledgement, and she thanked him. She just, she had her moment of gratitude, but didn't miss a beat in acknowledging Martin for what he was able to do for the three of them that day. All during that period of time, Cal, Martin is just beaming. He's laughing. She can hear him from the phone. I can hear him in the room. His expression of joy, his expression of being part of the what was happening that morning was just gorgeously heavy in the room. And I don't know if that's saying it in the best way possible, but it just, it filled up the room. Then he asked me to call his mom. He asked me to let his mom know he wanted his mom to be proud of him. And I took a picture of him. I thought, what better way, if that was my son that wanted me to be proud of him, I'd probably want to hear from him. I'd want to see him. I, I just thought of all the things I'd want as a mom. And I did everything that I could think of. And those were the two things, was to be able to... I texted her. I said, um, Martin wants you to be proud of him today. He has done something and wants his mom to be proud of him. When you come home, can you please listen to the voice recording? I know that there are times when his mom can't get to that voice recording right away. Simply because you come home from work Friday at the end of the day. Sometimes you just, you have so many things to get done. Or that there are plans to go out of town or whatever. So she may not get to it for a few days or weeks. Who knows? But there was urgency for him that it was as soon as possible. So that's good. I sent that off and I sent two pictures of him to her. And then I sent the two pictures to Danica. And all during that period of time of following through with what Martin asked me to do, he made it very, very clear that he was part of it by smiling, by making the sounds that Martin could make through his, his mouth. Just to be able to say, I think in so many ways, that he was thrilled to be active, to be showing his own personality, to be able to show that he cared, that he connects to people, that he loves, that he knows about things that we don't think he knows about, and that he is more than his human, that he is spirit. And that we don't have to wait to die, I believe, to be able to be spirit. He's just showing what a life is lived fully is and I think he just did it in an extraordinary way Kelly thank you for listening you're welcome I listen because if you and I were sitting on the couch debriefing at the end of the day I would have listened in silence and let it be your story and I know so many times you've come home with working with nonverbal children and adults where they're interrupted all day and they're not listened to. And today is Martin's story. And we have so many Martin stories, but we've never had consent before today. Mm -hmm. We've changed his name. 
and in some odd way, I feel like the story changes when you can't call him Martin. Mm-hmm. And I think it was important that he just had his uninterrupted voice and time. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So thank you for telling Martin's story. It's a privilege to be his voice. I know. And I mean that. Well, I'm glad that you and I continue to do that work so that people have an opportunity to tell their story because everyone has a story worth telling. Yeah. If you have questions or comments about today's show, we highly encourage you to email them to us at info at If for no other reason than to just celebrate Martin today.